0: And then on top of that, we have these features which are all designed to help you get to FI as soon as possible, to help you kind of optimize your savings rate, your expenditure, all with this kind of one laser-focused goal of we want to reduce our users' time to FI.
1: Welcome to the FI Show. You get a behind-the-scenes look at financial independence. Here's your host, Cody and Justin. Hello,
2: everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fi Show, where today we have on Logan Lucky, founder of the Topia app, an app focused on financial independence. But before we get into all that stuff, let me check in my co-host Justin.
1: What is going on, man? Man, this week was like the ultimate mix of adulting and, and having a good time. So um, we didn't travel anywhere really, but I'd got my taxes done. And then I went to a Texas country concert, one of the performers that I love. And it's just always a, kind of like a rowdy show. It's a good time. And I got to take a buddy who's actually from Saudi Arabia and has never been to a country show. And so that was hilarious. He had a good time. Ended up Friday night out in Austin. Didn't get home till 4 a.m., which is a late night for us. You know, Did some <laughs> did some DJ concert action and then decided to wake up for the rest of the weekend. You know, Saturday we had... Uh, We went and got tons of landscaping stuff. We got like almost 3,000 pounds of rocks and all this stuff. We're trying to do like a cactus garden around the house, kind of spruce it up, watch some NCAA tournament games. And then uh, Sunday, we actually did the the hard labor on the landscaping. So put in probably nine hours of just moving dirt and rock and whatever. So safe to say this week, I'm just tired. How about you, Cody?
2: (laughs) Well, it sounds like you had a, like you said, a good mix of adulting and fun. So glad you got those taxes out. And it sounds like you had a ton of fun at your concerts. And I'm sure the landscaping is going to be awesome once you're done with it. But I I know the pain of doing any kind of household task. And it sucks while you're doing it, but it's awesome afterward. So this past weekend was my fiance Lauren's birthday. So we actually ended up going to Mohegan Sun and going to the club Avalon. And I haven't done that in a couple years. I had the worst hangover ever on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) And we did end up making it over to our Airbnb. Got some work done on that. It's probably like two weeks out from getting launched. But yeah, it was fun. We had like a group of twenty at this like kind of VIP section and. It was just an absolute blast. So glad we got to do You're that. you getting I old, Cody. I know. I'm getting old, man. But that's like a once in a couple years type of thing. I don't know if my body can handle <laughs> that much excitement. But Justin, that's enough about us. Let's talk about our awesome spreadsheet freebie that we're giving out.
1: Yeah, Cody. I'm excited to make this available to all the listeners. It's the spreadsheet that I use personally from the time I started in 2015 when I had 38K to track And now I've got this spreadsheet that shows everything I've spent all the way up to today. We're busted over that million mark. And so it's a tool that I've found kind of stood the test of time. It's got all the categories in there for you. And I think it's just a really simple tool that's worked really well for me. And I hope it works well for the listeners.
2: All right, Justin, I can't let you get away with not hyping yourself up enough because I've seen this spreadsheet and it is just all encompassing. It tracks all of your expenses. It tracks your net worth month to month. It tracks your income. It has kind of a ledger of all of your different accounts, whether that's bank accounts, 401ks, IRAs, anywhere where your money is sitting, Justin has a place for it. And so basically what Justin did was he took his spreadsheet that he uses himself. He made a template version for all of you guys to use and he went ahead and recorded a video to show you exactly how he uses it month-to-month to, month to track his net worth, income, and expenses. You can grab all of that for free at thefyshow.com slash spreadsheet. That's thefyshow.com slash spreadsheet. On today's episode of The Fi Show, we have on Logan Lucky, founder, actually very recently labeled co-founder of Topia because our good friend Grant Sabatier actually just joined. He started as kind of advisor to the company, but very recently he's taken a, I guess more involved position. And now he's a co-founder in this app. So basically Logan thought there was a gap in the market when it came to just personal finance apps. And I honestly didn't think there was a gap in the market until we kind of talked to Logan and got to flesh out what Topia was all about, but it's kind of the first fi focus app. So you've heard us a million times talk about personal capital, still huge fans of personal capital has a ton of utility. We've also talked about some different budgeting apps. I know we've talked about Mint in the past and It's like you need a budget out there, but none of them are focused on folks who are trying to achieve financial independence. So Topia is an app literally designed to specifically cater to that audience. So this app actually helps you plan out like when you're going to be able to retire, how much income you should be putting away toward investments to retire in seven years versus five years. It does all the hard calculations for you and makes it fun. It kind of gamifies this whole financial independence, early retirement game, which is just so cool.
1: Like you said, I mean, all these different apps have their own like specialties. You know, I, when I think about personal capital, I really think about like investing and and being able to dial into my allocations and things like this. And this app really helps you dial into this to your journey towards financial independence. It even has features like a community where you have different levels that you're going through, and as you progress to those levels, you're kind of paired with people in the community in that same level. Like I think that is probably the biggest piece to me out of everything. On top of the gamification, is you're getting a group of people like-minded that you can bounce things off of and you can kind of celebrate those wins. And as you go through those different stages with, because it is a long journey, like for most people, like some of the ones we interview, maybe it's only a couple years, five years, whatever. But for most people, you know, you're going to be looking at 15, 20 years and you need that kind of motivation and that gamification to keep you going. So we're really excited to see what comes out of this app. If you're interested in learning more about the app, actually downloading the app, connecting with Logan or know someone who might be interested in one of those things and want to just share the episode, you can do that at the slash Topia. That's the slash T-O-P-I-A. Take it away, Logan.
0: You know, originally my dad was born and bred in, in Scotland, in the UK, and, and the Scottish people are, are, are notoriously pretty kind of frugal and savvy with their money. So that was definitely distilled upon me when I grew up in, in our household and you know it was even little things like my mum's not from Scotland but my dad is and it's little things like you know in the winter when it can get pretty chilly my dad would constantly be turning the heating off saying oh no oh no, we don't want the heating and then my mum would constantly be, be trying to turn it on and then me and all my siblings would be like shouting at my dad like stop turning off the heating so it was that kind of mindset we really kind of grew up on and then I, I think in terms of my almost my earliest money memory and again um a lot of early stories seem to link back to scotland but but it's, it's quite a good narrative to pull on but my earliest money memory was i grew up playing the bagpipes which are the traditional instrument of scotland funnily enough i didn't bring them on the show today and um, but maybe <laughs> next time so yeah i grew up playing the bagpipes and there was this one point where I, I must have been about 14 and i was practicing the bagpipes at my house and my dad's friend arrived at our home and he actually owned a bar down the road from us and he heard me playing and he said Logan, I'll pay you a hundred quid if you come down this Friday to pipe at my pub for half an hour. And I said, Of course, of course, that's a no brainer for any fourteen year old. And went down in my and bagpipes, played a couple of tunes and, and then got handed a hundred quid in, in cash and, and, and it just blew my mind and just got me set on this path of this just, just way to kind of create money, which, you know, for a fourteen year old for me it was really, really easy and kind of as I grew older my friends would kind of work for minimum wage and bars and pubs to kind of earn 5 $6 an hour. Yeah, there's a moment I'll never forget where for quite minimal effort, I got handed that money. And and I think that's where my kind of entrepreneurial journey really kick-started. And then this kind of side hustle mentality of, okay, maybe there's this little money machine I can start working here. And from there, ended up building out my own kind of website where people could find me to book me at other events and just started kind of growing this little side hustle business and thinking of ways and to kind of turbocharge it and then i ended up doing things like teaching the pipes online via scope and from a small kind of crack of water really 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 kind of drought out quite a big waterfall from my kind of piping business um so i think that's where the kind of entrepreneurship comes in but my childhood was really this mixture of quite kind of frugal living and and then kind of chucked into the kind of entrepreneurial swimming pool at, at quite a young age really
1: so I don't think you ended up making an empire out of the bagpipes, like that being your total all-in career. So where did you go from there? Like you've got this entrepreneur kind of bug from doing some stuff with the bagpipes, from teaching people, doing some shows. Where does it go from there? How does it evolve?
0: Exactly. So I ended up doing that throughout my teens. And then I went to go study business and got a bachelor's in business in the UK. So, you know, really did have this kind of passion for kind of entrepreneurship and following the business and spent a lot of time reading autobiographies. Growing the bagpiping business, not into an empire, right there. So yeah, went to study business at university in the UK, and then and then came out and went straight into the startup world. So I joined quite an early stage startup in London called Influencer, which is an influencer marketing platform, and was lucky enough to join as as a third employee, and it was a really young founder. And um, so just got chucked into the kind of crazy craziness of, of an early stage startup and, and worked really closely with the founder as he kind of really grew and scaled that startup. That was really interesting. And then, you know, I wasn't hugely passionate about the kind of influence of marketing as an industry. So I decided to actually leave that startup and would have loved to continue my entrepreneurial journey and set something up myself, but just didn't really, hadn't really found an idea I was passionate about, hadn't really kind of found that perfect fit. And actually ended up being kind of a little bit lost in terms of what I should do from a career standpoint. And at that time, a lot of my friends were kind of working their way up the corporate ladders. They had these kind of big jobs. And I actually ended up doing a bit of a U-turn out of the startup world and went into investment banking again in London. And that was a complete shock to the system. And it was a big, big turning point in my life where I realized what it was like working every day on something which I had virtually no passion for it was a huge turning point I didn't last hugely long there just because it was just so unenjoyable and you know it's a classic case where you get paid a lot but it takes a huge amount of your time you get kind of sucked into this kind of ever engulfing kind of working constantly giving up your weekends, sacrificing your weekends and that was the first time where I really had this eureka moment where it was like you know how much value am i placing on my time and although you're getting this big paycheck every month is that really worth what i'm sacrificing in terms of happiness in terms of quality of life and in terms of wellness while i was at working investment banking i realized that you know i wanted to get back into entrepreneurship and it was when i discovered fi when i was going through that motion of you know how valuable is my time what do i want to do so that's where i got to up until that point in my journey so diving back in your journey just a little bit, because I think this is
2: really important and a lot of people don't place a lot of emphasis on this skill, but joining a startup as the third employee, there must be something different that you did or a different way that you approached it. You did some kind of networking extracurricularly. I'm not sure exactly how that all panned out, but you know I'm not sure exactly how many people that are listening are graduating from college and are going to join a startup. But just joining any kind of a small team, coming in as kind of an early founder, what was your approach to that, and how could someone else like replicate that process?
0: Yeah, I think it's about finding the sweet spot in a company's journey. And what I managed to do with this startup I, I pinpointed was they hadn't raised investment yet, so they were still really kind of organic, weren't employing kind of loads of people. And and what you actually have to do is kind of go off and and approach them because they're not going for this mass hiring. And that's what I did. I, I kind of got got involved in the startup space was putting out as many kind of hits as possible. And when I was studying, I was also very involved in the kind of entrepreneurial society there who had the kind of initial network, which I tapped into and eventually heard about this guy who actually went to my university as well, had set up um, a company while at university and when he left, carried on through with it. And then again, just reached out saying, look, really passionate about entrepreneurship. Heard you went to my university, heard what you're doing. It sounds exciting can we meet? And the key thing I found and my key bit, bit of advice was not to kind of ask for anything, but just to try and get that initial meeting. And I think just asking for advice, and that's how I pitched. I said, it'd, be great to do, it'd just be great to hear about your journey, hear about what it's like, hear about how it's going. Can we get a coffee? It can be 10 minutes, it can be five minutes, but it'd be just be great to kind of get that initial meeting. And that was my main ambition. And I had a couple of those kind of meetings when I was trying to find the right kind of fit for me at the time. And then got the meeting with the founder, who's a guy called Ben, and meeting was meant to be 20 minutes, went on a lot longer, clear that I was really passionate. And then eventually said, look, we might have you know, a couple of interning roles, which you could jump into. And I, I just jumped to it. And I, and I think it's finding that sweet spot where you don't want to join a startup as it raises and as it's going on kind of a mass hiring. You want to pick the sweet spot when you'll get quite a lot of responsibility and where you can get really stuck into the good stuff.
1: Well, you've talked a lot about passion and you've had this internal struggle that a lot of listeners, I'm sure, have had where you're trying to find work that is meaningful, but you're also trying to obviously make some money. And then you discover FI, which is heavily rooted in being able to do what you're actually passionate about and maybe making money not necessarily your main priority. So what was that like when you discovered FI? It's always fun to kind of hear how people change their lives, like what that did to them once they discovered this topic.
0: Yeah, exactly. So as I said earlier, it was while I was working in, in, in banking and, and it was just a classic case where I was pretty miserable with my quality of life. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what I was Googled, but I was kind of taking out my frustration on Google, trying to like find a way out and just trying to kind of work out what, what you know what was going on and whether there was an escape route. But, yeah, I stumbled across Mr. Money Mustache's blog. It was a classic post of the shockingly simple maths behind early retirement. And I read that once and just... My eyes were completely lit up. I was like, you know, this is exactly what I want. And, you know, how did I ever think that you have to be tied into these kind of, you know, 40 year plus careers. And it was just the way he paints it. It's, it's so simple. It completely changed everything because that when I had a goal and when I could see that this reaching financial independence was realistic and I was reading about hundreds and thousands of people doing it and devouring all, all the blogs and podcasts out there, just the minute I had that goal and that focus, it changed everything. And it's a classic case of just getting the foundations right, which is setting up my kind of automated savings rate every month, pushing that as high as I could, squirreling away as much cash as I could and and starting to work out, you know, when could I reach FI? How long is it going to take me? How can I get there as quickly as possible? So it changed everything. And, And it's funny because when you discover FI, you know, you just see everything completely differently. I'd almost look at my coworkers and think, you know, what are you guys doing? You know, why are you buying that? Why are you doing that? Do you really want to be sat at this desk in this cubicle for another like 20, 30, 40 years? So it just massively opened my eyes and yeah, I was just completely drawn into this idea of just unlocking more flexibility and just always having the choice. And I think honestly, at that point in my life, I almost felt quite trapped and I felt like I couldn't really leave this job. and would I be giving up this amazing opportunity? And, and, you know, it it was, it was this kind of big moment. And then FI just gave me the kind of confidence and the route and the roadmap to almost work my way out of it. And the plan was to always build up a kind of lean FI, a lean FI journey, and then to kind of jump back into trying to start up my own thing and just give me a bit of breathing room to then explore. But what actually happened next was I just, Found this real big passion with FI. Started kind of putting my entrepreneurial hat on, and just started seeing that the story was that I was really passionate about FI And I was speaking to my friends, my family, a lot about it, saying, "Hey guys, guys, you know, listen to this. It's this thing called FI. You know, loads of people are doing it. We could all do it together." And was you know chatting a lot about it, and I think people thought I was borderline obsessed. And what I started seeing is that a lot of people. Um, I spoke to about FI. I'd say, Yeah, Logan, you know, that sounds great. I'll read that blog you've just sent to me. And then I'd kind of catch up with them in a couple of weeks and say, Right, guys, where are you at? Like, have you done this? Have you done that? And more often than not, it would be like, "Mm, No, I haven't. I just couldn't quite get started. Or, you know, I just looked at this kind of Excel spreadsheet and was just a bit like, You know, what's going on here? I didn't quite understand the calculations. And I just started seeing this kind of. Great movement, which could have a lot of really, really positive effects on people's life. And then, you know, a lot of people close to me struggling to get started. And, and I just started thinking, you know, is there something I can do here to combine my passion and entrepreneurship to help the people, you know, I think are struggling get started on this journey, which I was already on? So before we
2: dive into the amazing app that you're creating and the iterations and just all the changes and cool things that are going into that, I do just want to quickly touch on your personal life as you're kind of getting into this whole financial independence mindset. You're working as an investment banker, but you kind of see this road ahead of you where I'm going to be working in this job forever. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. You discover Fi. Were you like living paycheck to paycheck, living in a crazy expensive, apartment in the city where you're driving a flashy car, going out to eat in bars every night. And also, I know you mentioned your friends Were they doing those types of activities. And then like all of a sudden you just change everything. You downsize, you sell the car, you start cooking at home. I'm just kind of curious, you know, from a personal finance perspective, what that looked like.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting actually, because it links quite heavily into, I guess how I grew up and, you know, I I always had this kind of frugal household kind of distilled upon me and I was never that kind of lavish, never really spent a huge amount of money. So I was actually seen as kind of the odd duckling in the place I worked where, you know, I wouldn't be splashing the cash on the weekends and, you know, racking up these kind of outrageous bills and kind of buying the latest watches. And, and, you know, was a guy kind of coming in with suits. I'd actually bought in kind of a charity shop somewhere there weren't any major changes in terms of my kind of spending habits, but I think that the main thing I changed was the investing side of my journey. What I seemed to do is, you know, I'd save quite a lot of money. I'd hold like a lot of it in cash. Like I, for some reason I was dabbling on trying to like hand select individual stocks, which I thought might do well. And there was just no real direction to kind of how I was trying to grow my money. And what I started you know, learning as I discovered FI and jumped more and more into it was, the lever of how are you dealing with your investments, how are you optimizing them, and kind of how to get those ticking along to align with your FI roadmap. So straight away, kind of started investing all the money I had in cash, deviated away from single stocks, and, and went much more towards the kind of ETFs and indexes. That was the biggest change I experienced after discovering FI.
1: I think, you know, the main topic we're going to talk about today is the app Topia. So you obviously saw like a gap in the marketplace out there. You saw your friends struggling with getting started with FI. And I imagine that's kind of where the inspiration came to create something. But what was that evolution from just seeing a problem where you saw your friends were not really getting started to actually deciding, I want to build a full fledged app?
0: It was a really interesting um, time where. Because I'd had the experience studying business and working in a startup, you know, I wasn't going to take this huge plunge unless I was you know, damn sure that other people outside of my couple of friends and family were also experiencing the problem. So the first thing I wanted to do is just speak to as many people as possible just to get their thoughts, to see if they were experiencing the same problems and to see if their struggles were deep enough to warrant the potential of building a tool at that point. I didn't even know it was an app. So what I did is, you know, just really kind of tapped into the kind of fantastic FI community, did a couple of posts saying, hey, this is a story. I think these are the pain points. I'm starting to think this could be the idea, but really just want to speak to as many people as possible and to test some kind of broad ideas I'm having. And there was this process where I think it was over about a month. I think I jumped on about 100 different calls with people from the FI community, each of them being kind of 20 to 30 minutes long where I just you know chat to them and just say, tell me about your journey, what points did you struggle with? And just started trying to kind of pinpoint what the biggest struggles were. Because if I was gonna start building something, as with anything I wanted to build, and it would start with an MB- um, MVP, a minimal viable product. And I wanted to make sure that that was tailored towards kind of solving the biggest pain point. So I guess the first stage of the journey was just speaking to as many people as possible to validate that other people were also struggling. And during that process, I got a lot more clarity on what the core struggles were and what a potential solution could really look like. So I'm going to ask this question like a
2: kindergartner, but what does it do? (laughs) You can take that in any direction you want. We'll be right back after a quick word from one of our sponsors. Today's sponsor is one I use on a daily basis in my company, Gold City Ventures. That is the sound of a sale in your Shopify store. But did you know that Shopify now also powers in-person selling? Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store or small business. Accept payments, manage inventory, they have everything. Shopify brings together your in-person and online sales business into one source of truth. One dashboard, everything in one place. You know exactly what's going on. And now they have all these customization options. They have plug and play tools you can integrate with Instagram or TikTok or wherever. You can take your payments by phone or by tablet. Shopify makes it easy. Plus, if you have any questions, their support team is there to help you. I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs in this audience and Shopify POS just breaks down that barrier to accepting payments with your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash fyshow, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash fyshow to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash fyshow. Now back to the show.
0: Sure. So I think to begin with, as I kind of said earlier, I think the kind of big struggle, especially in the UK and and also in the US, is what we saw across the board is a lot of people were using kind of different products and solutions and kind of cobbling them all together um, to get the job done of kind of helping them reach FI. So what we saw is a lot of people were using a kind of investment app, then they were using a budgeting app, and then there was some sort of kind of online calculator or kind of Excel spreadsheet in the middle. And by far the kind of biggest problem we wanted to solve was to kind of handle a lot of the kind of calculations and the tracking and make that as automated as possible. So the first thing Topia does is we leverage open banking to kind of aggregate all of our users kind of financial data and enable them to kind of build out their FI journey and roadmap very quickly and very easily. And then that updates in real time. So that was initial value add to stop the kind of manual updates and people having to kind of jump onto online calculators or Excel spreadsheets. And we started getting some really, really positive feedback for that. And then what we wanted to do next is we wanted to think, you know, fundamentally, we want to help people get started with their FI journey, but we also want to help them get there as quickly as possible to help them kind of unlock the freedom, choice and flexibility and all those other good things we spoke about earlier. And this, I think, is very much related to that question you asked me earlier, Cody, about You know, it's that classic kind of money mindset shifts which happen when people discover FI and how they completely tailor and and adapt their kind of expenditure and, and, and their life based on this new journey they're on. So we started thinking, you know, how can we get that into Topia and kind of turbocharge how quickly people get to that eureka moment where they're like, you know, I don't want to have 10 Starbucks a week. I'd prefer to kind of save that money and kind of get to FI X months sooner so what we started doing is playing around with little features which helped kind of promote those micro eureka moments. So one great example is when people get onboarded onto the app, we work out what their Topia number is. And what that is, is how much that user has to invest today to get them one day closer to FI and, you know, because of compounding and, and just time in the market, what happens nine times out of 10 is the amount you need to invest today to, to buy one day of freedom is always much, much smaller than people think. So it could be something like $3, which can buy you one day of freedom. And then it's just, it's no longer, oh, I'm just going to buy that coffee, or I'm just going to buy that sandwich. It's only $3. It's, you know, $3 could get you one day close. It's one day less. You'll be working. So features like that, which we started then building into Topia, and we also Started doing some work around categorizing people's weekly and monthly expenditure, and again providing some analysis on that, which is along the lines of if you reduce your grocery bill by you know ten percent, you could get to FI six months quicker. And here are the kind of top you know, ways and ideas which you could think about in terms of trying to reduce those items of expenditure. So those were the kind of core things, the kind of automation having everything in one place kind of at your fingertips and then starting to kind of interlace and, and 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 intertwine these features which were all designed to help you reduce your time to FI and get you there as soon as possible. And then the final feature we've introduced to Topia as well is this community feature where the app can tell you kind of where you are in your FI journey, which we break down into eight steps. And then that interlinks with the community. So when you click on the community, you're put into kind of the step you're at. So the idea there is that all the conversations are kind of highly targeted around your step. And the pain point that originated from is what we found from speaking to all those users is that although these Reddit forums and other forums like that are really rich in terms of information and knowledge, and there's just a lot going on. And what we found is that people just beginning their journey were almost a little bit intimidated, a little bit nervous, didn't feel confident enough to post because there were such complex discussions going on. And at the other end of the spectrum, people who are really advanced in their FI journey were, you know, getting annoyed by all these kind of simplistic questions about how do I get started, how do I do this? So we thought we'd kind of break down the community to make it hyper-targeted. And then on top of that, we've got these kind of FI mentors which float between the different steps to help just offer any advice, provide a bit of inspiration, and just kind of distill all these different bits of knowledge. So to summarize, yeah, really trying to automate the journey, make it really seamless and easy trying to integrate some ways to help people think of how they can reduce their time to FI and then a bit of kind of expertise and inspiration within the community.
1: So It sounds like a pretty robust app. And when you go to build something like this, I'm sure there's listeners who have had ideas like, hey, I'd like to build an app. What was that like as far as how do you find developers? What kind of startup costs should people kind of expect if they want to build some type of app? What are their methods of monetization and maybe which way did you go with? I know that's a, a lot to kind of unpack, but if at a high level, if somebody has an idea in their head where they think they actually might want to make an app, they've done a little research, they think there's a need. What are some of those next steps?
0: The most immediate next step is what with the kind of least amount of expenditure or capital expenditure at least, how quickly um can I get something in the market into people's hands which which again kind of adds another layer of kind of validation onto the initial research which hopefully you've conducted. So that was the next big challenge and, and it was a massive challenge is right, got this idea, tested it a lot, done a lot of research, you know, really think it, it could add a lot of value and there is a demand for it. How do I translate that into kind of building something? And unfortunately, big regret didn't learn how to code at school or or, or when I was growing up. I wish I did, and I tell my younger brother constantly that it's not too late for him, but um, he still hasn't done it yet. I quickly found out how expensive it is to hire a a developer of any sort. They they charge an absolute fortune. So, yeah, it was a really big challenge of, you know, I'm I'm a little bit stuck here because, you know, I I can't fork out the kind of huge amount of money you need to kind of build something, and, and there's a lot of kind of overcharging in the kind of dev agency model as well. Couldn't build it myself. And just because, like you said, it was quite a kind of robust proposition with a lot of different things going on, it wasn't something I could kind of scrap together myself or kind of learn on the fly. So, I mean, long story short, it was just I'm uh, knocking on a lot of different doors and really trying to push for to find someone who kind of believed in the same vision, knew about the fire community, and just had that kind of passion I did and was willing to work on the MVP. You know more or less for free or or at a much kind of discounted rate compared to everything all the other quotes and kind of offers I had on the table and at this point, I was still working and in my job and didn't wanna take the plunge until I had all the ducks lined up. This was the kind of final component, and luckily, I discovered kind of c t o now who's called Sieb, discovered him, believed in the mission, believed in the vision, knew about Phi was also kind of shared the passion I did. And we just came to the agreement that what we could both do is quit our jobs and spend six months kind of working on Topia without drawing a salary. And the reason I could do that was because of the kind of FI journey I'd been on and, and, and I had enough savings in my portfolio to comfortably be able to do that, as did um, our developer there. So, and, that, and that's what we did. We gave ourselves six months. We mapped out, right, we've got this time frame. What do we need to validate to get us to that next milestone and open the next door? And that's when we started working on, I guess, the beta version of Topia, which took us probably four or five months to get up and running. And in that time, we were kind of dripping and people on from the FI community, kind of beta testers to give us feedback. It was this constant process of doing a release with a new feature, getting all the feedback in, going back to the drawing board, what's working, what's not working. Um, a lot of late nights, just solving some you know, really great and challenging problems. And it was just such a great time to kind of see this idea, which I'd sat on for so long, just suddenly come to life and just seeing people using it and just hearing the feedback they had and just kind of really ramping up this really exciting journey.
2: So I don't know if I can even say this name, he who knew, or I guess the company who must not be named, but I just want to kind of peg Topia to maybe another company people are familiar with, especially in the FI community, Personal Capital. Can you just kind of maybe compare and contrast and like how is Topia different? How does it deliver a better experience? I'm sure obviously as someone who you saw this vision, you saw that there's a need in the market. Personal Capital is an app that a ton of people are familiar with in the Fi community. What kind of gaps does Topia fill?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So I think personal capital and other apps like that were kind of getting the job done to some degree but they just didn't have that kind of laser focused kind of fi element and they weren't built for people trying to unlock fi so in terms of the data aggregation and your net worth being automated in real time you know that's the kind of foundations of topia which there isn't a huge amount of difference between that and what kind of personal capital do and, and the other kind of net worth data um, aggregators the core cool differentiates between us is, you know, how we break down the kind of FI journey. We have the different steps there. We have the nudges there to help you kind of transition between the different steps. And then on top of that, we have these features which are all designed to help you get to FI as soon as possible, to help you kind of optimize your savings rate, your expenditure, all with this kind of one laser focused goal of we want to reduce our users' time to FI. And then, you know, on top of that, we have the kind of bespoke fi community which is completely fire centric with the fi mentors as well so the foundations are similar but it's the additional kind of features which we sprinkle on top which give it that kind of laser focus and and what add that additional value on top which is so fi focused
1: another thing that i saw that's to me seems like a big differentiator i can't remember if it's ready yet but i know there's a, a topia fund that users can invest in that i haven't seen in other products could you talk a little bit about what this Topia fund is, like what its makeup is, maybe some of its fees? You know, I think a lot of the listeners are probably familiar with the classic old like VTSAX, like what is the Topia fund?
0: Exactly. So the way we looked at Topia is, you know, fundamentally, the ultimate goal is to have an app where, where everything you need for your FI journey is in one place. And it's just kind of this big red button solution, which, which takes a lot of the kind of pain and hassle out of anyone's FI journey. And what we started seeing in the kind of evolution of Topia is a lot of the kind of questions which get asked within the communities and and people's kind of big unknowns was around the kind of investing side of FI. And we started thinking, you know, is there room for a kind of highly focused kind of fire fund which we could introduce into Topia? And the really unique thing about the Topia Five fund would be that you know how we manage the split between different tax wrappers which go into the fund and that's a really unique thing about FI when it comes to investing which is you know if you do want to retire early then you, know, you can't have all of your money you know locked up in a pension it needs to be accessible and it needs to be kind of managed in that way so the idea behind the fund and it's still in the kind of early days at the moment is that it's this you know globally diversified very low cost fund and then underneath it what Topia does is it feeds off the data which are user inputs and and their FI journey to help them make sure that they're not just putting money into the fund but they're also splitting their money between the necessary tax wrappers which align to their kind of retirement date and their FI journey. So Topia
2: is free to use correct so how does it make money? I know you have that on your page, but just for the listeners who haven't seen that yet, and you're very transparent, but you know, how does it make money?
0: Yeah, great question. An important question as well. It was actually another really big kind of challenge we had, which was fundamentally, we have to make money. The app has to pay for itself. It has to pay the salaries of the people working for it. And you know, our mission was all about helping people reach FI, helping them get there as soon as possible. So this idea of just kind of slapping on, A charge to do that just never quite sat well with us. So we're still in the process of mapping it out. But what we're looking to do is by introducing the fund and kind of adding the additional value of the tax allocation split and charging that kind of platform fee with which a lot of other platforms charge, Topia would charge that. That would be the kind of revenue generating aspect of the app.
1: I saw that Topia is looking to launch into the U.S. in April. Of 2022 depending on when listeners are listening this may be or it may or may not be on the market but bringing it to the us what were some of the differences you saw between maybe the journey that you were putting together for folks in the uk versus the us what was there a big difference where do you notice nuances between different countries past fi
0: the fundamentals of the fi journey are exactly the same uh, across most geographies. Where it started getting tricky and where we almost opened the kind of Pandora's box was when you get into the tax wrappers, which is, which is what I was just speaking about. That's where it gets very nuanced. And, you know, the UK tax wrappers, they're the same, but at the same time, you're know, very different to the US tax wrappers. And it was just, you know, that was very integral to this, you know, vision of bringing in the kind of five fund on top of Topia and working out kind of how that split worked. It was more just a case of kind of understanding a whole new tax wrapper system, which isn't the most riveting point in the whole journey. And, and it's something we're actually mapping out now. Those were the main differences, really. Otherwise, you know, fire is fire, really. And yeah, we're looking to actually launch in May. So, slightly later, just in case people are listening in April. Awesome.
2: So, something you mentioned earlier, I actually wrote this down, just like at my notes here. You mentioned different steps or different levels, I believe. I'm not exactly sure the terminology. So when someone logs into Topia, they're on their phone, can you kind of just give us an idea of the dashboard? Like, does it say, hey, like, welcome, you're 43% on your way to FI? Or like, what does it look like? What does it look like when someone opens it up on their phone?
0: Yeah, exactly. So the first thing you'd see would be the dashboard screen. And there are a couple of bits of kind of information we want to immediately bring to someone who's using the app's attention, which is you know, where are they in their FI journey? And we break that down, as you said, into kind of eight different steps. And just based on the data they've inputted and the accounts they've connected, we can start kind of building out a picture of where they are. So the first thing is, you know, hey, look, you're on step three, which is, you know, starting your investing journey and, and trying to get that first 25K invested. So letting them know that and, and where they are within that step. And again, a- another interesting thing we, we picked out about people's FI journey is, you know, At the end of the day, it can be quite a long journey. It can be a little bit lonely and just staying motivated and kind of inspired on that journey, especially in the kind of early to middle days is a really big part. So one point of the dashboard is because we break the journey down into the eight steps, we actually track where you are in your step and when you'll unlock that next step and make a really big deal about celebrating those kind of mini milestones and mini achievements along the way. So that's the first thing you see just because... It's a little bit more immediate. You see more progress because it's talking about much smaller milestones. And then as you scroll down from that, you see your kind of wider FI journey, which is what percentage of the way to FI are you and what's your total net worth and what's your fire date looking like as well. So that's the main dashboard. And then underneath that, you can start seeing what's kind of powering the dashboard. So you can see what accounts you've started connecting What kind of liabilities, assets, and kind of properties you've inputted into Topia, which is driving those numbers?
1: So I know one thing that can make things a little complicated for projecting your FI date for tools like this is, like inflation, lifestyle creep, like where your expenses start dramatically changing towards the tail end of your FI journey. Because if you look at it from a an average, like sure, maybe it looks like you've kind of made your way there from a nest egg perspective, but if you've started spending a lot towards the end, you actually, you know, that nest egg isn't going to cover it. So Does Topia recognize that? Does it warn you of things like that? Does it give you a way to override if you actually realize that, hey, the average that I've spent the last six years is not close to what I actually am going to be spending in retirement?
0: A couple of ways we addressed that issue. One is that we built in this kind of micro feature, which is life events. And I guess an extension of your point is, again, because it can be quite a long journey, a lot can change, right? You know, if you're starting your FI journey at Early 20s, by the time you're kind of late 20s, maybe you've got family, maybe you've moved cities, maybe just everything's completely different. So, this life event feature is when you can start just anticipating what these changes might be. So, maybe it is that you start a family and Topia kind of helps you work out how that could increase your costs. And then it builds it into your roadmap to make it as realistic as possible. And we do the same with properties, with, you know, maybe you're going to start a side hustle in the next year and how all these things are going to start impacting journey. So that's the kind of first way we try to address that conundrum. And then the second thing is, yeah, just just really prompting our users to kind of reflect on their lifestyle and always giving them the ability to kind of change what they think their monthly or annual expenditure is going to be when they reach FI. And as they change that, the whole roadmap will, um, will update. And in terms of lifestyle inflation again we try and do little things which just help keep kind of lifestyle inflation creep at bay and that comes in the form of these kind of monthly progress reports we send you which are just summarizing everything which happened in the month how much progress you made and just comparing that to the following month and something we try and do is is um, this concept of your monthly pledge so we send you your progress report it updates with key information it updates any key changes. Just so you can check in on how you're doing, and it's always benchmarks against your previous month. And if you want, you can expand that to previous years, so you can see a kind of on a nice graph how you're doing in terms of your savings rate and 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 um, everything in between. And then what we do is say, you know, next month, what do you pledge to save? And the idea here is that as part of that pledge, you've got a little plus or minus button on your phone, and you can say, okay, so last month I saved, you know, five uh, five hundred dollars. This month what happens if i save 520 and you can press plus 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 it'll go to 520 and you can you can automatically see how that could change your fi date so as you get plus, plus plus you'll see your date go down 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 and topi will say you know you, you you know if you pledge this and commit to it you'll knock two weeks off your um fi date and, it, and it's that just kind of subtle but powerful really kind of thought-provoking analysis which we get really really strong feedback on because it just brings kind of users back down to reflect on how they're doing and again you know can i optimize this can i increase this all through the lens of trying to get them to fi as soon as possible
2: that's super cool so the
0: app will yell at you if you start overspending
2: in some categories cody you spent double this month at the bar than you did last month and i'll be like topia listen i you know it's justin's birthday i had a bunch of other events to go to and it's all good I'll, i'll get it back in line next month On that same thread, though, (laughs) talking about features, it sounds like, you know, you said it was like a little addition that you made talking about the life event things. What else has kind of changed or what have you been developing since you launched in the UK in late 2021? I'm sure the app has just changed a ton. I know when, you know, apps first launch, you get like the version 1.0 and then 1.5. And I don't know what version you're on now, but I'm sure it's just iterated over and over again.
0: It has, it has. It's, it's a never-ending iteration and, and the thing which just constantly blows my mind is we'll kind of launch something new or, or even when, when we launch the app in the UK, you know, m- myself and the rest of the people working on Topia were just you know really, really confident in what features people would use and kind of what people would be raving about and then when you get the kind of data and the feedback, it, it, most of the time it, it's, you know, completely different and we're just, we're just <laughs> looking at this data like, what is going on? Like, how do we get that wrong? And it's just... It's just really interesting, and I think you know, what we found is when you're just you know, thinking about Topia or, or you know, your business or an app all day, every day, you, you can kind of get tunnel vision, uh, which is why it's so important to just get it out there and to start getting that kind of raw feedback come in. So you know what we found, the most iterations we, we actually made um, straight after our launch was just simplifying Topia down. And when it comes to finances and, and FI, I think it's really easy to make things really complex. And the real art behind Topia in those early iterations, was well, how can we simplify it, simplify it, simplify it? And um, if I showed you one of the kind of original versions of Topia, maybe version zero, you know, it almost looked like a pilot's cockpit in a plane, where it's just like <laughs> all these different levers, and different buttons, like you know, I looked at the idea, I was like, oh, God, what on earth is going on? It was, it was scaring me and, and, and you know, I built it. So a lot of it was like, you know, how can we just simplify that down and just make it so seamless and, and, and easy to use? And I think that's a real art in which which a lot of the kind of best apps out there have mastered is that real kind of sim- simplification. And it was only once we kind of simplified that, which we started looking at other features and, and the main driver of kind of what else we wanted to work on or what else we wanted to include on the roadmap was a combination of number one, what else would really help people reduce their time to fire, which was our kind of ultimate mission. And what else are kind of people talking to us about? And the kind of big new feature we've been working on is that kind of allocation feature around tax wrappers and trying to, again, simplify what can be quite a complex beast into kind of an easy to understand, easy to manage way to make sure that enough going in your pension but also in kind of more ready readily accessible wrappers which you can kind of tap into in the short term if you did want to kind of re at 40 had quite a big bridge until your um until your pension age uh, access age kicked in
1: well i want to reiterate something you said earlier which is you know for those listings of this app is so fi focused and i know watching some of the overview videos and things like i saw Things such as like if you consider geo arbitrage or cooking at home, but like things like geo arbitrage, like I can't imagine another app talking about geo arbitrage. It's like just something that's very familiar in the FI space, but like no one else talks about. And so it's like cool to see things like that put in there. But another thing you mentioned earlier is like when you discovered Mr. Money Mustache, like the shockingly simple math behind retirement is like the cornerstone thing. Like the savings rate is the end-all be-all really to FI. Like that number says so much. So as you're collecting this data and you're seeing users' savings rate change, like what are some real-world numbers that you're seeing, like people's savings rate going from X to Y based on using this app? Because I know a lot of it is the psychological changes and getting people to just treat their money differently.
0: So a big KPI which we were kind of shooting for is can we double someone's savings rate within kind of six weeks of them using Topia? And again, just interesting things we look at is you know, what features are people using along that journey of increasing that savings rate? So it depends because sometimes you get some distorted data where, you know, someone can come into Topia and they're already an FI God and they're saving, you know, 50% plus of their income. And, you know, at that point, it's like, there's not much we can do. So what we do is we focus on what we call kind of beginners, where they're at step you know the early steps in their FI And what we look at is how quickly can we change their savings rate? And that's what we really are shooting for, to kind of double their savings rate within six months and get them as quickly as possible to that kind of fully optimized savings rate where they're still, you know, living a great life, a happy life, but they're putting away enough money to unlock ultimate FI. And it's actually an interesting point, which we had a lot of kind of thoughts and kind of debates about is, you know, you don't want to push someone so hard that they sacrifice too much in the short term. And it's something I I, I see a lot in the community and, and a lot of people I speak to, you know, they have this reflection point, which is maybe I did just push it a little bit too hard in those years when I was, you know, X years old. So it's finding that balance where we want to help people reflect on their money mindset and, you know, what makes them happy and what they want to spend their money on. But we don't want to drive it so hard that five years they look back and think, oh this topia app took me through this whirlwind and, and turned me into some lead mean saving machine and, and i was living under a rock for 10 years so it's finding that balance
2: well i think that is a good point to put a pen in this and yeah for those who want to check out the topia app i'm super glad that our mutual friend grant sabatier made the introduction and actually he reminds me of exactly the person you were just describing that went a little too hard toward fi and maybe should have <laughs> slowed up on the gas a little bit but Yeah, man. Where is the best place for people to get in touch with you, download the app? Is it just the regular old app store or where do you want to direct people?
0: Yeah, sure. So between now and May, if you want to get early access to the app, you can via our website, which is topia-app.com. And you can get early access on, on the beta version of the app. Otherwise, you can wait until we launch in May. But what you can do either way is go directly onto the app store, search for Topia, and you can download the app. You won't be able to actually get into it. But when we do launch, you'll automatically be notified by your phone that we've launched. And then you can click right onto Topia. In terms of getting in touch with me, you can see my contact details on the website or it's logan at topia-app.com. Ping me an email. I'll always get back to you. Always keen to hear from anyone within the FI community or even outside of it.
1: Well, Logan, it was great having you on the show today. It was really cool to see an app that is so FI focused. It's not just another net worth calculator. Like it is something specific for this community. And we always love sharing that kind of knowledge with the audience. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. And as always, if you want to check out our Facebook group page, you can do so at thefyshow.com slash community. And we always appreciate those five-star reviews. They help us get great guests like we had today. And if you're interested in supporting The Fi Show, you can do so by checking out some of our partners over at the resources page, which can be found at thefishow.com slash resources. And thanks for listening.